0: This is Apple News Today. I'm Duarte Geraldino,
1: And I'm Shamita Basu. This is part two in our special series called Life in Lockdown, a look at how the pandemic is impacting our social lives and relationships.
0: In this episode, we're talking about parenting, the long lasting effects of a childcare industry in crisis and ways to make raising children more sustainable. You told us about the ups and downs of pandemic parenthood. My name is Amy,
1: I'm from Louisiana. Hi, my name is Emily Spurflaggy, and I live in Ames, Iowa. Hi,
0: my name's Austin.
1: My name is Jennifer Leason Slasher. I've had to work from home and telework, which means I am teaching virtually from my living room. I was not prepared for them to be home all day, every day yet.
0: My favorite quote of the entire pandemic comes from my seven-year-old son who said, quote, Dad, don't worry, I broke it with my head.
1: <laughs> I don't make enough money to where it would be worth paying for childcare for all three of my kids and working. It's hard, but we have finally found the perfect balance. But both my husband and I are more than aware that at any moment, they could all come crumbling down around us. It's like wearing 11 hats and nobody has that many hats.
0: Whether you're a parent yourself or not, how parents weather this moment will have long lasting impacts on the economy and our society.
1: Parents with young children make up almost one third of America's workforce. And with schools and daycares shut down at different points during this pandemic, parents have had to figure out how to do it all. A poll by NPR, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health found since the start of the pandemic, 59% of parents say they're having serious problems caring for their children.
0: And here's the thing. Even pre-pandemic, parenting and juggling work in the U.S. could be hard. Joe Pinkster writes about this for The Atlantic. He interviewed Melissa Masmanian. She's a professor at UC Irvine and co-author of a book about working parents in the digital age. Masmanian and her co-author, Christine Beckman, argue, our society created three mythical ideals. The perfect worker, the perfect parent and the perfect body.
1: The perfect worker is someone who is completely devoted to work and has no other obligations. The perfect parent is someone who puts family above everything else. And then there's the perfect body, the pressure to look great, eat right, and get enough exercise. Masmanian says these impossible ideals set working parents up to feel like they're failing no matter what. So if it was hard even before the pandemic, well, it's gotten even more challenging during it. And some parents are getting hit harder than others.
0: There was a very, very dark point. Things were going the wrong way. That's Rachel,
1: one of our listeners from Phoenix.
0: I am a single mother of three children, and I work full-time. They moved my job home, and then they moved all my kids to do school at home. It was probably the hardest point of time in my entire life. And um, they finally decided to put them back in school and things have actually been better. But now there's talk of sending them back home and I'm terrified because I don't know if we can do another round. Um, this is not good for us.
1: In other words, working moms are not okay. That's the headline of a recent Washington Post article about the disproportionate burden that's fallen on moms during this time.
0: The Post spoke with Jessica Carlarco. She's a sociologist who's done research on how mothers say they're doing during this pandemic. She found, among women who are spending significantly more time with their children during the pandemic, more than three quarters say they're more stressed and more anxious. A majority say they're more frustrated with their kids and an increasing number of moms are blaming that stress on themselves.
1: Kalarco says she can understand why so many women have this impulse to blame themselves instead of blaming societal structures that have historically favored men like capitalism. She says we need to use our sociological imaginations to stop seeing childcare as just a woman's problem but rather a problem that we as a society should try to fix. And without that kind of thinking, she says, we've fallen into this rut where women are the social safety net.
0: The latest numbers from the U.S. Department of Labor show, in September, when the new school year started, women left the workforce at four times the rate than men did. According to NPR, the share of women in the workforce is now at levels not seen since 1988. And labor economists say this shift will set women back decades. A report by the Institute for Women's Policy Research found women who take a one year break from work end up earning 39% less per year on average when they finally go back to work.
1: As Vox reports, we've hit an unprecedented childcare crisis in this country. Some parents have chosen to create what's become known as childcare bubbles or pods, where multiple families agree to strictly only see each other so that multiple adults can be available for childcare shifts. If you're an essential worker with young children, The Atlantic reports your options include sending your kid to a costly daycare, putting your family or friends at risk if they babysit, or leaving your children home
0: alone. Now, some companies and lawmakers are trying to step up to help parents fill the childcare gap. Fortune reports Citigroup is offering discounted test prep and tutoring to its employees with school-aged children. And according to Axios, many big companies, including Home Depot and Dell, established support groups for working parents to swap tips or just vent. Other companies, like Bank of America and Deloitte, are giving parents extra cash. They're offering up to $100 a day in childcare reimbursements during the pandemic.
1: And then there are solutions at the federal level that could help prop up the existing childcare industry, which is hurting right now because of the pandemic. Time magazine reported earlier this year daycare centers are seeing declining enrollment and rising costs, and many of them have had to either close or raise their prices.
0: One of the ideas that President elect Biden campaigned on was overhauling childcare. He's proposing subsidies for low income families and tax incentives for companies to create on-site childcare facilities. But those proposals aren't immediate, and they won't rescue the childcare industry from going under during the pandemic.
1: If you're looking for a model of where we get things right in this country, well, just look at the military. NPR spoke with M.A. Lucas. She's an early childhood educator who created the Child Development Program for the Defense Department. Her program put daycares with flexible hours on military bases to make it easier for parents to pick up and drop off their kids. Caregivers go through a training regiment, just like other military jobs, and they're given competitive pay. And the cost for care is based on a sliding income scale to make it affordable for everyone. According to NPR, the Department of Defense puts more than $1 billion a year toward childcare. If you're a parent trying to manage it all in this moment, NPR has some advice. They spoke with Rosemarie Trulio. She's a developmental psychologist and senior vice president of curriculum and content
0: at Sesame Workshop. Trulio says, first and foremost, give yourself a break. In moments when you wish you had a better handle on a situation, try to forgive yourself. When you need to, close the door and take a few deep breaths.
1: Another piece of advice... This pandemic, this experience that we're all going through, is an opportunity for kids to practice an important life skill, resilience, and self-sufficiency. Trulio says it's okay to tell your kids that you can't help them with a problem right away and encourage them to figure it out on their own.
0: And she says, if your child asks about when the pandemic will end, be honest, even if it's unsatisfying. Say, you just don't know. But keep the conversation going by emphasizing what you do have control over. And plan an activity your child can look forward to in the immediate future, like pitching a tent in your backyard or even in your living room.
1: Or just take it from Louie. That's Elmo's dad. Yes, Elmo has a dad. (laughs) Louie spoke directly to parents on an episode of Sesame Street about the pandemic back in the spring.
0: We are all doing the best we can, and that is okay. No, no, it's better than okay. It's (laughs) better. Okay, son, I'm coming. Looks like I have to go. Time to make a pillow fort. You hang in there and keep up the great work. You can find all this reporting and more in the Apple News app. And thanks to everyone who shared their stories about parenting during the pandemic with us.
1: You can find the other two parts of this series on loneliness and love in the pandemic right now in
0: Apple Podcasts.